0: Welcome to the City of Prineville podcast. I'm your host, Bill Mintines, and I have the pleasure of introducing you to the people who serve the city, both employees and those who volunteer their time in order to make life in Prineville better for everyone. Today's podcast is the first in a series about the Ochoco Forest Restoration Collaborative, a partnership of diverse local and regional interests who've come together to address and resolve the impassioned social gridlock and controversy surrounding natural resource management in the region. The Collaborative was convened in 2012 by Prineville Mayor Betty Ropy and Crook County Commissioner Ken Falgren, both realizing that opportunities existed to address ecological restoration and stewardship, while at the same time providing forest products for manufacturing and quality jobs for local workers. I recently sat down with the two co-conveners to get their thoughts on why they formed the Collaborative, what they felt had been accomplished over the past three years, and what the future looks like.
1: Well, it was interesting because I had a person who was interested in the timber industry come to me and ask if I had heard of the Malheur collaboration. And I said, Oh, absolutely. I hear great things about it. And he said, Well, I'd kind of like to see something like that happen on the Ochicos. What would you think about being the person who would convene this collaboration? So I called Ken and we decided that it would be very worthwhile to start the collaboration. U.S. Forest Service cannot convene collaborations. They're not allowed to do that. It has to be an outside interest. And I think that the timber industry felt they didn't want to be convening it themselves because they have such a vested interest in what comes off the forest. So they were hoping to find a civic leader that had an interest in doing this, and so Ken and I did it together.
2: After living in this community for so many years and watching the industry in its height and then the last 20 years of of lack of management, or not lack of management, as much as lack of movement on the forest, the the inability to do things as a forest for the Forest Service, in, in their eyes, it's been very hard and they've had litigation one time after another. This group gets together and works through the problems and takes some of the pressure off, becomes that sounding board where ideas work together and create answers. And I think that's the base of what we are.
0: Members of the collaboration represent the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife, the Nature Conservancy, Oregon Wild, the Timber and Logging Industries, local hunting groups, city and county government, Senator Merkley's staff, the Oregon Department of Forestry, the Western Environmental Law Center, and several other interest groups.
1: I think that Ken and I feel that we need to have a real diverse group of people at these meetings. We need to have the environmentalists. We need to have the Forest Service. We need to have the civic leaders. We need to have timber interests. All of those people need to be there because we all have a a strong interest in one particular area. So if we get everybody at the table and we all talk about it, it helps us understand each other.
0: Accomplishment-wise, Commissioner Falgren points to a very obvious fact about the collaborative.
2: This, is, this has been a, an eye-opening. You know, I think some of the successes are getting to know each other, getting to know the differences in, uh, in the input from those we'd never thought about. Water issues, fish, uh, the uses, whether it be horses, bicycles. There are so many reasons why the forest has had issue with inability to move forward. There's just so many folks and so many reasons why we have our forest.
0: Mayor Ropi's interest in the collaboration also stemmed from an earlier career with the Forest Service.
1: Now one of the things that interested me was that I used to be an employee of the U.S. Forest Service in the supervisor's office in John Day and I was a timber clerk for a few years and I know that we cut more than we should have, that was in the 60s. There was such a repercussion to that that the pendulum swung totally the opposite direction. And now we're not reaping as much as we could reap off of the forest. So my interest was trying to see if we could not hit the middle road and that we could reap some benefit of the product that we have on our natu- natural forest.
0: For years now, restrictions imposed on users of the Ochako National Forest have upset many people and been a source of tension within the community.
1: Part of the
2: restrictions really should include real management on our forest. At this point, Folks are looking forward to fire season and they should be looking forward to continued timber and other natural resources including water and fish and all the other things for their grandchildren, for others in the community.
1: Another thing I think that happens is that so many people who live in our community feel like that forest is theirs and they've used it all of their life and they want to continue to use it like they always have and now there are restrictions and we have to learn how to live with those restrictions.
0: Generations of families in Crook County have relied on timber for their livelihood. Agreeing on and planning for sustainability is utmost in Ken Fahlgren's mind.
2: I've lived here almost all my life and with that I've had uh, the years working for Pine Products, the mill one of which is not here, one of many mills. How do we center, how do we all agree on what it is we truly need and can continue to work together to provide for future generations.
0: Mayor Ropi is proud of one of the collaboration's first successes.
1: Well, we have been working on the Wolf Creek Project and that's going to be logged in the near future. And we worked very hard with the whole group to try to do an experimental small section of that where we're cutting a few non-old growth trees that are over 21 inches. And there was such a strict rule that you couldn't cut over 21. And so we went out and we did a survey and we looked at it, we had the forest show us that we could do this trial program and see how that turned out and we will monitor that. And so we got some of the people who were totally against that to be willing to do a small trial run.
0: Commissioner Fallgren agrees and puts those cut trees into perspective.
2: So by adding those few larger trees and what it averages out on 384 or 87 acres is one tree per acre. And that one tree per acre will supplement the dollars needed to be able to work on the rest of the forest in that area. We know we have overgrowth of our forest, and so that creates a fuel load. That fuel load is is the danger to what natural resources can be. I mean, if we lose it in a catastrophic fire, it it might be 150 years to bring that back again. If we work together to lighten that load, lessen that, that uh, trees per acre and work through a way to do it efficiently and uh, economically and support our communities and support
1: the mills, it makes sense for all of us.
0: The restoration of aspen trees in the Ochocos is another success story for the collaborative.
1: We are doing quite a bit of aspen restoration. They were a natural part of our forest and they've been kind of overgrown, big trees around them and they don't get the sunshine they need. And so that is another project that we're working on.
2: Even though it's a fairly small number of acres in the forest, it's an important number of acres because it it is where the water is. And so by doing, working and creating a more natural space in that aspen grove, it adds more water to the forest, more water and cool water to our, our streams.
0: This is a crucial and exciting time for the Collaborative to build forward momentum to address the critical issues of forest land management. My next podcast in this series will take you on a tour of the Bailey Butte Fire Restoration Project. The collaborative recently toured several sites in the Ochikos where, in July of 2014. 8,000 acres of the Ochako National Forest burned for 10 days before crews were able to get a line around the blaze. You'll hear experts discuss the history of wildfire, along with the pros and cons of present-day fire suppression practices. Hat and shovel and a pair of dungarees. You will find him in the forest, always sniffing at the breeze. People stop and pay attention when he tells them to beware, because everybody knows that he's the fire preventing bear. Smokey the Bear, Smokey the Bear, growling and a growling and a sniffing. Thanks for listening air. to the City of Prineville podcast. I'm Bill Mintines, and I hope you'll listen to all of our future podcasts. But should you miss I've one, you can always find them on our Facebook page titled, Not Surprisingly, City of Prineville.